This is a podcast on the treatment of confidential information under EU law following a recent judgment by the European Court of Justice. My name is Sora Askarior and I am a German lawyer and associate in the antitrust and competition law practice of the Bakerbots Brussels office. My practice focuses on EU and German merger control, intellectual property and antitrust enforcement, especially in the technology, pharmaceuticals and energy sector. The recent judgment of the European Court of Justice in case C1516, Bundesanstalt für Finanzdienstleistungsaufsicht and Ewald Baumeister, clarifies the definition of confidential information within the context of the Markets and Financial Instruments Directive, for short, MIFID. Specifically, the case sets out a list of criteria that national financial regulators must consider to determine whether the information they hold regarding the entities they supervise may be disclosed to third parties. As will be discussed, national financial regulators have sweeping powers to request information from companies and are thereby privy to a range of commercially or otherwise sensitive information. This case has important practical implications for these companies with regard to the type of information they can expect will remain confidential and conversely, the type of information that may be disclosed. To begin with, I will provide a brief overview of the factual and legal background to the case. Then I will analyze the opinion of the Advocate General and the judgment itself. After this, I will discuss additional issues that were raised by the judgment and the implications of the judgment beyond the financial sector. Finally, I will offer practical advice for companies to mitigate risks when sharing information with regulators. The factual and legal background to the case. Mr. Baumeister was the victim of a Ponzi scheme operated by a company called Phoenix. He requested access to documents concerning Phoenix that were held by the German Federal Financial Supervisory Authority, the so-called Bundesanstalt für Finanzdienstleistungsaufsicht. The documents he requested included a special audit report, other reports prepared by the auditors, and internal documents, reports, and correspondence received or sent by the German authority as part of its supervision of Phoenix. The German Financial Supervisory Authority rejected Mr. Baumeister's request. Following a series of appeals, the Federal Administrative Court, the so-called Bundesverwaltungsgericht, referred the case to the European Court of Justice and sought guidance as to the interpretation of the confidential treatment provisions in MIFID, which is the overarching EU law. Specifically, the referring court asked whether MIFID imposes an absolute duty of confidentiality on national financial regulators, meaning that a national financial regulator cannot, in any case, grant access to any of the documents it holds in relation to a particular entity. If, however, the national financial regulators can grant access to certain documents, the referring court also asked what criteria should be applied to determine which documents can be disclosed. In essence, the judgment in Bundesanstalt für Finanzdienstleistungsaufsicht and Ewald Baumeister concerns the flow of information between national financial regulators and third parties. By way of legal background, I will therefore first discuss the national financial regulators' powers to request information, the type of information concerned, and the protection from disclosure of this information to third parties. MIFID and the new MIFID II grant national financial regulators sweeping powers to request information from the entities they supervise. As such, member states must equip national financial regulators with all supervisory 
and investigatory powers that are necessary for the exercise of their functions. These powers must include the rights to have access to any document in any form and to receive a copy of it, and also demand information from any person and, if necessary, to summon that person and question it with a view to obtaining information. Importantly, national financial regulators may also obtain information in the course of an investigation. That's why MIFID sets out a list of investigatory powers such as access to documents, on-site inspections, and access to telephone and data traffic records. Finally, national financial regulators may receive information from their counterparts in another EU member state or from the ESMA, which is the European Securities and Markets Authority. For example, national regulators shall exchange information and cooperate in any investigation or supervisory activities, as set out by MIFID. Similarly, since ESMA was established in 2011, National financial regulators shall, without undue delay, provide ESMA with all information necessary to carry out its duties. In addition, national financial regulators may receive information from other non-financial regulators, such as national or European competition authorities. Due to these powers that I just mentioned, national financial regulators are privy to a range of commercially or otherwise sensitive information they receive from the entities they supervise. Given the broad nature of these provisions, a national financial regulator may hold information regarding a company's profit margins, customers, its structure, liquidity, plans to expand, and other similar information. The file of a financial regulator may also include internal documents from the regulator, as well as correspondence with or statements from other national or European authorities. It should also be noted that the company itself may not necessarily be aware of the entire content of the regulator's file related to the company. Moreover, the company may not have any control over the type of information it transmits to the national financial regulator, particularly if it is obtained in the context of an investigation. To sum it up, the file of a national financial regulator may contain commercially sensitive information which is potentially of great value to the company's customers, shareholders, investors, and also competitors. As a consequence, the disclosure of this information may entail serious consequences for the entity concerned. With this in mind, the clear definition of the circumstances in which information from the file can be disclosed to third parties is of utmost importance. However, even though the supervised entities have a keen interest in the non-disclosure of their information, it is reasonable to expect that some of this information may be shared with third parties in appropriate circumstances. After all, national financial regulators are public bodies, which also act in the interests of transparency and good governance. At an EU level, the Treaty of Lisbon created a right for all Union citizens and legal or natural persons residing or registered in the EU to access the documents of the Union institutions, bodies, offices and agencies. Precise rules regarding the operation of this provision are set out in Regulation 1049-2001 on public access to European Parliament, Council and Commission documents. It's important to note that the right of access to documents held by ESMA, a European institution, is governed by this Regulation 1049-2001 and not by MIFID. As for national institutions, bodies and agencies, the extent to which they can or cannot disclose certain information 
is typically determined by national law. However, in certain sectors, European law may also impose obligations in this regard, as is the case with MIFID. The most relevant provision and the focus of the judgment in Bundesanstalt für Finanzdienstleistungsaufsicht and Ewald Baumeister is Article 54 of MIFID, which corresponds with Article 76 of MIFID II. This article requires member states to ensure that, quote, competent authorities, all persons who work or who have worked for the competent authorities or entities to whom tasks are delegated pursuant to Article 48, Section 2, as well as auditors and experts instructed by the competent authorities are bound by the obligation of professional secrecy, unquote. To further specify this, in particular, no confidential information which they may receive in the course of their duties may be divulged to any person or authority whatsoever, save in summary or aggregate form, such that individual investment firms, market operators, regulated markets, or any other person cannot be identified. Article 54 MIFID also includes exceptions to this general rule against non-disclosure. First, the operation of the article is without prejudice to cases covered by criminal law. Second, confidential information can be divulged where it is necessary to carry out civil or commercial bankruptcy or winding up proceedings and where it does not concern third parties. In a previous decision by the Court of Justice in Altmann and others, case C-140-13, which the Court of Justice refers to in Bundesanstalt für Finanzdienstleistungsaufsicht and Ewald Baumeister, in this Altmann and others case, the Court of Justice clarified that the exceptions included in Article 54 Mifid are the only exceptions to the general prohibition on divulging confidential information. In particular, the fact that the investment firm to which the information relates has engaged in large-scale fraud does not impact the national financial regulator's obligation of professional secrecy. The judgment in Altmann and others also sets out general principles regarding the purpose of Article 54 MIFID, which were reiterated by the Court of Justice in Bundesanstalt für Finanzdienstleistungsaufsicht and Ewald Baumeister. The Court of Justice noted that the supervisory role of competent authorities achieved in part through the exchange of information between the authorities of different EU member states relies on the fact that both the firms monitored and the competent authorities can be sure that the confidential information provided will, in principle, remain confidential. The Court of Justice also noted that the obligation to maintain professional secrecy is also necessary to protect the normal functioning of the markets and financial instruments of the European Union. While Altman and others concerned the exceptions to the prohibition on divulging confidential information, Bundesanstalt für Finanzdienstleistungsaufsicht and Ewald Baumeister provided the Court of Justice with the opportunity to define the concept of confidential information itself. Now that we know about the factual and legal background of the case, let's look at the decision in this case, starting with the opinion of the Advocate General and then the judgment itself. Advocate General Yves Bott, who opined in Bundesanstalt für Finanzdienstleistungsaufsicht and Ewald Baumeister, concluded that confidential information and professional secrecy should be interpreted broadly. 
Specifically, he concluded that the concept of confidential information should include all information, including correspondence and statements relating to a supervised undertaking and received or drawn up by a national financial market supervisory authority. While the Advocate General noted that other EU laws are more permissive in terms of allowing disclosure, the specific nature of the rules governing the supervision of the financial markets prevents any analogy with other legal frameworks of the EU. According to the Advocate General, the information held by financial supervisors is entirely different from that held by the EU institutions in other matters, whether in terms of its volume, potential uses, possible consequences and purpose. In sum, the Advocate General concluded that professional secrecy cannot be varied according to the nature of the information held by the supervisory authorities. Accordingly, all the information available to those authorities must be regarded as confidential. The Court of Justice, however, did not follow this reasoning of the Advocate General and instead enumerated a list of criteria national financial regulators must apply in order to determine whether the information they possess is indeed confidential or whether it can be disclosed to a third party following a request for access to the file. While the Advocate General emphasized the overarching principle of non-disclosure underlying MIFID, the Court of Justice noted that Article 54 specifically refers to confidential information and not just any information. This implies that national financial regulators are permitted to disclose certain types of information. The Court of Justice reiterated the importance of trust between the supervisor and the supervised, citing the judgment in Altman and others, but did not thereby conclude that all information relating to a supervised entity in a national financial regulator's file is confidential. Rather, the Court of Justice concluded that confidential information for the purposes of Article 54 MIFID refers to information which is not public and the disclosure of which is likely to adversely affect the interests of the natural or legal person who provided that information or the interests of third parties, or which is likely to adversely affect the proper functioning of the system for monitoring the activities of investment firms established under MIFID. The Court of Justice, like the Advocate General, contrasted the right of access to documents under MIFID with the broader rights of access under Regulation 1049-2001. Furthermore, the Court of Justice clarified that the aforementioned test is without prejudice to any other provisions of EU law that are intended to ensure stricter protection of the confidentiality of certain information. The Court of Justice also highlighted that EU member states are nonetheless free to impose greater restrictions on access to documents. As regards the timing, the Court of Justice found that the assessment of confidentiality must be made at the time the request for information is received and not in relation to the time at which the information itself was received by the authority. In this context, the Court of Justice emphasized that business secrets that are at least five years old are in principle no longer worthy of protection and therefore lose their status as confidential. While the practical implications of the judgment in Bundesanstalt für Finanzdienstleistungsaufsicht and Ewald Baumeister remain to be seen, as a preliminary observation, the criteria chosen by the Court of Justice are vague and leave significant discretion to each national financial regulator. For example, 
While the requirement that the information is not public is clear, it is much less certain how regulators will or should interpret the criterion that the disclosure is likely to adversely affect the interests of the natural or legal person who provided that information or the interests of third parties. For example, it is foreseeable that a party like Mr. Baumeister, who considers that they have been wronged by a particular entity, would seek information regarding that entity from a national financial regulator. However, it is not clear, based on the criteria set out by the Court of Justice, whether adverse effects for the entity who provided the information would include that the entity is being sued on the basis of the information disclosed, such that the national financial regulator would treat that information as confidential and not grant access to a third party. Indeed, even if this is the type of adverse effect that the Court of Justice envisaged, it is unlikely that the national financial regulator would be in a position to anticipate such effects. It is important to recall that the judgment does not give any guidance as to who may request such information. It only prepares to describe the type of information that can or cannot be disclosed to third parties. In other words, when the authority receives the request, it may not even be able to tell if this person requesting the information wants to file a suit against the company. Similarly, the judgment only concerns the transmission of information from national financial regulators to third parties and does not concern the transmission of information between national financial regulators or between national financial regulators and other national or European agencies. This is perhaps the most significant blind spot in the Court of Justice's reasoning. And while both the Advocate General and the Court of Justice contrasted the stricter right of access to documents under MIFID with the broader right of access under Regulation 1049-2001, neither the opinion nor the judgment mentioned that ESMA, a European financial regulator, is subject to Regulation 1049-2001 and not Article 54 MIFID. While it would be beyond the powers of the Court of Justice to extend the application of Regulation 1049-2001 to national financial regulators, it is appropriate to expect that the Court of Justice would have taken this regulation into greater consideration. Because there is no evident reason why information held by ESMA should be considered more or less sensitive than information held by national financial regulators. Indeed, in some instances, ESMA and national financial regulators will hold exactly the same information about a particular entity due to the information sharing provisions described earlier. Furthermore, it is important to clarify whether the disclosure of data which a national financial regulator shares with ESMA is governed by Article 54 MIFID or by Regulation 1049-2001. Article 54 specifies that any information received exchanged or transmitted pursuant to MIFID shall be subject to MIFID's professional secrecy provisions. Such information may nonetheless be transferred with the consent of the national financial regulator or other body or natural or legal person that communicated the information. These provisions imply that information transmitted by a national financial regulator to ESMA should be treated by ESMA as confidential by reference to MIFID and the criteria now set out in the judgment Bundesanstalt für Finanzdienstleistungsaussicht and Ewald Baumeister. As noted, it is not clear, does MIFID apply to ESMA or Regulation 1049-2001? From a practical perspective, 
It is also potentially difficult for ESMA to keep track of the source of each piece of information in its files. From a transparency perspective, it is likely impossible for the person requesting the information and the entity to whom the information relates to know what standards ESMA is supposed to apply to the disclosure of each piece of information. The same issues apply when one considers the transmission of information from ESMA to national financial regulators. These issues extend beyond the financial sector. Indeed, the Court of Justice arguably overstated the sui generis nature of the financial regulation in this regard. A particular pertinent example is the European legal framework which governs electricity and gas markets, including LNG. Under the Regulation on Wholesale Energy Market Integrity and Transparency, or short REMIT, market participants are required to provide the Agency for the Cooperation of Energy Regulators, or short ACER, with a record of wholesale energy market transactions, including orders to trade with the precise identification of the wholesale energy products bought and sold, the price and quantity agreed, the date and times of execution, the parties to the transaction and the beneficiaries of the transaction and any other relevant information. As a result, ACER is, just like national financial regulators and ESMA, privy to significant volumes of commercially sensitive information. As a European agency, ACER is of course subject to Regulation 1049-2001, because REMIT simply requires ACER to ensure the confidentiality, integrity and protection of the information received and take all necessary measures to prevent any misuse of and unauthorized access to the information maintained in its system. So since REMIT does not impose any stricter rules, the general rules of Regulation 1049-2001 apply. ESA is also expressly required to share information not only with national energy regulators, but also with national financial regulators, national competition authorities, ESMA, and other authorities. This potentially extensive flow of information between different regulators, each of whom may be subject to a slightly different regime of professional secrecy, may make it quite difficult for the party requesting the information, the party to whom the information relates, and potentially even the regulator itself to know what standards of confidentiality ought to apply in each case. So what are the conclusions? As mentioned by the Court of Justice in Bundesanstalt für Finanzdienstleistungsaufsicht and Ewald Baumeister, regulators rely on the entities they supervise to transmit reliable information. Companies, on the other hand, are only willing to transmit such information where they can be assured that it will, where appropriate, be treated confidentially. The judgment in Bundesanstalt für Finanzdienstleistungsaufsicht in Ewald Baumeister specifies the conditions under which information received by national financial regulators must be considered as confidential. However, national financial regulators are also required to share information with ESMA, which raises the question as to whether the judgment will also affect information held by ESMA. You may recall that as a European institution, ESMA is subject to Regulation 1049-2001. Moving beyond the financial sector, information sharing among national and European regulators more generally is beset by the same uncertainty regarding the applicable professional secrecy provisions. Nevertheless, and despite the complexity and uncertainty 
created by these parallel confidentiality regimes, many companies are required by law to provide sensitive information to regulators. Companies should be aware that this information can be shared with regulators in different sectors and in different jurisdictions and draft their submissions accordingly. Entities will typically not be notified when their information has been shared with other regulators and may also not be notified where the regulator has shared the information with a third party. Particular attention should be given to the fact that the information may be shared with national or European competition authorities. Companies can mitigate the uncertainty of the legal regime to a point by specifying in as much detail as possible why certain information should be treated confidentially, particularly where its commercial or otherwise sensitive nature is not obvious. This would reduce the chance that the regulator would underestimate any adverse effects the company would suffer should the information be disclosed. Thank you very much for your attention.